0: All right, everybody. Thank you for jumping on with us for our Jumpstart podcast. Winner for a treat today. I got my man, Richie Crayhall of FFL Ascent. Um, and he is just escalating rapidly month to month to month, um, really unlocking what it is to do to protect families at a high level. Last month, over 45 families protected. Um, I mean, the way you said it, Richie, is 18 families in May, 31 families in June, 45 families in July. It's getting good. Yeah. Um, well, it's an honor to have you on, my man. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. I appreciate you having me on. It's an honor to be on here, but I'm doing awesome, man. I'm excited about
0: this, and we're excited to have you. So, um, But before we get started, can you give him a little bit of a backdrop of kind of where you're coming from and, and how you found um, Family First Life?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: so I came from a position where I did sales, door-to-door sales, and
1: I, I mean, I had probably nine to ten my first-life agents reach out to me and didn't really need it, and so it took me a while to kind of buy into it. And so I was just doing door-to-door sales, and then I, a lot of my friends I saw were just really crushing it here. And for me, it just made sense. The opportunity was just phenomenal. And so came over, um, started out part-time, and I just got real serious about it. And just, you know, sky's the you know, sky's the limit here. And so I'm just trying to grow and grind. And so it was just a lot of recruiting and finally buying in and seeing what I could do here.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, you' you said you're finally buying it <laughs> well that's a, I, I, I came from a position where I was making good
1: money, and so for me right. I was getting that, but there wasn't a lot of fulfillment there, and so you know so on the internet it's not you know it's not fulfilling, and so I needed something that was greater and so this came along, and it's just hundred percent fulfilling always around
0: that's amazing, man. I love these stories. Just I wasn't fulfilled, bro. I was doing well. I just wasn't fulfilled. How does it feel to be yeah. fulfilled, to be doing well now and fulfilled?
1: It you can't put a you can't really put words to it because to be able to have an opportunity, a
0: career path
1: where you're truly helping people and at the same time you're you're providing for your family in a phenomenal way. So to be able to do that, and then I go to bed at night knowing that what I'm doing is is greater than me, and so knowing that families in their worst day, their worst nights, when they lose a loved one, I know that I did as much as I can to help them as much as
0: possible, and you just can't really put words on that. That's facts. That's big facts. Well, it's certainly litified under you, um, and you're you're rising quickly, um, and I want to talk about some of this. Now, you're you got brought into business by Sean Barnes. Correct, yes, sir. Nice. How'd you know Sean how'd you know Sean?
1: We went to college together. We used we used to I mean we've known each other for I don't know over a decade now and so we went to the college together and we used to we actually met on a basketball court and he couldn't guard me obviously but we used to ball <laughs> together. We just became, we just became I mean, he's he's a try, and then you know the rivalry there. We just, became, we just hit it off. I mean, we had similar. I mean, we just became. I mean, immediately we were best friends, and you know it's been over ten years ago, and we've never kind of, even though we're in different states, we just always had a friendship. And so when he came on, I kind of you know trusted Sean once he once he once he bought in, I knew there was something serious about this. But yeah, we just he 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 kind of was the the trigger for me, pull me in.
0: Warm market strikes again for people listening. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So good stuff. But um, let's let's walk down this, you know. You went from 18 families to 31 families to 45 families. Obviously, there's some mindset stuff that you're keen on, activity, Mm -hmm. Um, lead flow schedule. Talk to us a little bit about your mindset, how you approach leads, and then the way you approach your schedule. So the way I approach leads, and for me when I first started doing this, I I was
1: kind of, you know, I was spending as little as possible buying leads. Obviously, it does not work out well. And so eventually my mindset changed where I looked at leads as investing in myself. It wasn't just spending money. It was investing in myself because I had to realize I trusted myself. And so if I go out and spend X amount of dollars, you know, or whatever it may be, I look at that as giving myself a chance and I had to trust myself. Like I put the work in. If I, you know, call these leads, i grind, i work on them. I just feel like I can make things happen. And so for me, I, I have a certain amount. I spend every week on leads, no matter what happens the previous week, if I do really well, do really bad. It doesn't matter. I'm spending this amount, bare minimum, no matter what. And so when I got that mindset, I mean, things just took off for me. And so a lot of that, you know, is activity, but it's just for me, I, I'm out, I do Monday, Thursday, dial days, and for me, it's I have to run 20 appointments. That's my goal at least because anything less than that, you you know, you're obviously going to have your no-shows and your 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 bus for appointments. But if I get in front of that many people, I trust myself to make things happen.
0: That makes sense. Um, that being said, what are you using for leads? How much do you typically spend in a week? And how many leads do you typically want to have in a week to book your appointment schedule?
1: So I spend right now I'm at fifteen hundred a week. Um that's a combination of mortgage and final expense leads. I for for a while I was just I kind of put myself in a position where I was just running mortgage, not really ideal because obviously that fluctuates based on the market. And so here lately, obviously the things that are happening, I added different lead types. And so I'm running at least the order of happy agent, um, about 20 of those a week. And then I'm also getting my mailing, my mailers for mortgage. And that usually gets me about 15 to 20 a week. And then I'm buying as many second chance mortgages as I can. Because for me, I love those um, for a lot of different reasons. So I, I have to go in every dial day with 80 leads at least to work um, more, more the better, but it's just a combination of, you know, happy age and final expense, some type of final expense, and then fresh mortgage and second-chance mortgage, and all three of those seem to working out really well for me.
0: Nice. Um, talk to us a little about the FBX side. What is your experience there? How are you approaching the final expense market? Um, and, by the way, are you doing in-home or are you doing tele? Or are you doing, excuse me, virtual huh. or in-home? I'm do, mostly in home. I do some. I do
1: some. I do some sales, um, but I would say it's probably 80, 20, 80% home, 20%, twenty. Eighty percent in homes. Twenty percent FEX. Now, here's the thing mm-hmm. about FEX. And I I love I love FEX. Reason being, these people, when you get there, they have an intent to buy. It's not really a whole conversation about having to explain what mortgage protection is and having to answer questions about why life insurance is different. It's, a lot of that is gone. And so you're sitting at these tables, it's just really cut and dry, all right? This is for your final expense. Now, the only question is, how healthy are you? And then going through the budget and figuring out how much you can afford. And so you meet with people who are just genuinely they have a high intent to buy. So it's a much simpler conversation. But I just, I enjoy it because these people are usually friendly. They're looking to buy. And the only question really is what what they qualify for based on health. And so I run probably eight or nine of those a week, and I, I love it.
0: I love F E X dude. That was my wheelhouse. Yeah. I did eighty twenty FEX. eighty twenty, eighty twenty. Eighty FEX twenty mortgage. Well, probably seventy. I did, you know, ten percent internet. But crazy good stuff, man. Uh I love what you said about the intent to buy because that is like the the best part <laughs> is that yeah, they're not they're not really looking for all the small talk. They they actually prefer a direct conversation about you know kind of the kind of brutal honest truth of what's actually happening, you know what's going to happen and how it's gonna work and you know now when you you're doing a lot of that on F, on um, Facebook FBX. Yeah, I use Happy Agent, um, and all all
1: that's Facebook generated. So that's really the only vendor I'm using right now 'cause I just I've I've found a little little honey hole with them so I don't wanna change what's what's working. No doubt.
0: Okay. And um talk talk to us highlight your approach to the phone phone script. What's your phone script? How are you getting through to people? How are you making sure that you have a good show ratio? It's super simple and
1: super direct. What I've realized on the phones is the longer your phone conversations are, typically they, the less quality your appointments are. Because a phone, you should be on the phones with any kind of lead for a maximum of a minute. Anything longer than that, you're you're doing too much. And so for me, it's simple. I'm just, whether it's mortgage or file expense, I'm just, introducing myself who I am, just getting back mm-hmm. to you. I'm the underwriter in in the, in the county for, you know, mortgage, your mortgage with so and so, or whatever it is. But honestly, I'm just introducing myself and I'm getting right to the point because the reality is people on the phones, they don't want to talk on the phone. People in 2022 don't like talking on the phone. And I'm not trying to waste their time. I'm not trying to waste their time. Like they're probably out and about doing things. They're not checking my phone call. So for me, I'm not going to sit there and try to build rapport for 30 minutes. I'm just telling who I am. That's why I'm calling. And then when can I come, I'm going to be out in your area tomorrow, between this time and this time, which time works best for you. So it's, if you're working on the phones and it's super simple, it's, I, I literally am on the phone in like 30 seconds and I'm done. But that's how it has to be. You just direct and get off the phone and get, and get in the house. Now you obviously you've got to tie it down, you know, by, you know, rehearsing. I always ask the question, when I get to your home, shall I park in the driveway or shall I park in the street? So that way it's very clear I'm coming to your house, right? So cause sometimes Previously, I would book an appointment. I would go out there, and they would say, "Well, I thought this was a phone call." No, 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 we were coming out to the house. And so, I like to ask questions like that to really tie it down, and then rehearse the time. And honestly, I get a, I don't get a lot of no-shows because I just really take my time and, and make them understand what's going to happen.
0: Makes sense. And when you, <clears throat> you said you don't get a lot of no-shows. So, what is what is your typical uh, show ratio? It's with mortgage. Mortgage is a little higher. I would say it's probably
1: ninety percent mortgage. They just I have I've had a lot of success with them showing up. Final expense can be probably closer to seventy, seventy, eighty. So it's I great. honestly and then this last week I'm looking at my numbers. I didn't have a single no show this last week. Um, and a lot of that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think a man. lot of it
1: is just me being me, it's just me being respectful of our time on the phone. And so like I'm getting them on the phone, getting them off the phone. I'm just really being clear. Slow down. You know, slow down what you're saying. Don't speed through it and just rehearse it. You know, am I parking on the driveway or the street? Okay, perfect. Is there any reason why you wouldn't be there at this time? No? Okay, perfect. So I'll see you tomorrow. At what time? Perfect. And then, I mean, you just got to really slow down and be direct and be clear with them.
0: 100%. And listen, you're in a home on multiple different types of uh, leads. How many appointments are you typically working a week, uh, running a week? So
1: it's anywhere from 17 to 20. I always try to shoot for 20 um, minimum, especially if you're a new agent. Anything less than 20, you're gonna you're gonna kind of you're you're when you're new, you have to have that many appointments because you're not great at it. So me, I try to shoot for 20, but new agents, you got to have over 20, or you're just not gonna be as productive. So anywhere from 18 to 20 is kind of my average.
0: Got it. Makes sense. Um, and. <clears throat> Take us in the home with you. You know, you seem very confident, very sure of what you're doing. You're not confused. But you also seem like you make this very simple. <clears throat> you're not looking to you know, be bedazzle anybody or make it more than it needs to be and confuse the client. Um, so your cadence is really registering right now with the audience. So if you can kind of walk us through the home, what are some of the things, some of the nuances, some of the small things you're doing? to uh um, went over the client and help them understand you're here to protect their family.
1: So the first thing is you got to you gotta be in control of the conversation. That's the first thing is you gotta kinda of, when you go in there. So I picked up with final expense especially I was watching a, a John Wetmore video about a month or two ago and he was talking about how he does final expense and he goes in the home and the first question he asks the client is, So are you guys looking about like looking to buy life insurance? And he kinda of laughs about it and it kinda of opens them up a little bit, they start to get talk and you figure out what, how it's gonna go. But for me, when I'm in a home, it's you gotta be very confident and clear because if you're confused and you over talk it and you overcomplicate it, you're gonna walk with a lot of thinkers or I gotta do some research. And so number one, that's the first thing is just being clear, being confident. And then being genuine, because you have to have the mindset of you genuinely care about that family. Because the reality is these people throughout the course of their life have sat with salespeople at some point, somehow, some way, right? So you have to be different in the fact that you have to show them, like, I am not here to make money from you. I'm here to put you in the best position. And I show that, and there's been times where I've literally talked people out of bigger policies because it was tight on their budget, and they were in the emotional sense, and they wanted to do whatever they could. But looking at their budget, I'll talk them down because this is what's going to be comfortable for you. And so that comes across as really showing that you care about people. And so when you're in the home, you know, you got to be clear. you got to be confident, but you have to be genuine. Like, don't just be yourself. Don't go in there and try to, you know, be something you're not, because people can see that. And so I'm in a home. Like, if you sat at home with me, you would think, how in the world is this guy closing these policies? There's nothing special (laughs) about what I do. Like, I literally took scripts that I've seen people do, Sean do, and I took that. I do the same thing in every home, but I'm genuine with it. I don't tell stories that – I don't make up stories that, that didn't really happen. I don't tell things that don't matter. I, I'm just genuine with people. And if they see that, they trust you, and that then you don't get a lot of, well, I want to think about it. You don't get a lot of, I don't want to give my information. Just be genuine, and that goes a long way.
0: That's strong. And, obviously, you know, you meet with all kinds of people. You meet with seniors. You meet with husbands. You meet with wives – I mean, excuse me, husband-wife couples. You meet with individuals. You know, do you have a preference, and if so, why?
1: Uh, I, I, I enjoy the final expense. Um, now, uh-huh.
0: I, I love it. The mortgage. I will
1: say, I was secretly rooting
0: for you. I was secretly yeah, I rooting for you to say that.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 simple. It's a lot easier mm-hmm. a conversation to have because you said was mortgage protection. I don't know who, oh, Ryan told, I was on a call with them the other day and he made it, it made sense. The mortgage protection clients are a little more difficult in the fact that you have to really be on your game. Like you have to really show them why this is something they, they need. So for me, I enjoy a mortgage protection because typically you are able to do a little bit more on the premium side, obviously, but with final expense, it's just such a more genuine, it's just such a more easy, laid back conversation. So preference, not necessarily. I just enjoy both of them for different reasons.
0: Right. So again, I'm out here. I'm a new agent. Rich is my upline. Rich is my manager. He's trying to teach me how to sell. What are you helping that new agent? How how are you guiding that new agent um, from a standpoint of leads and in home? So, number one, you have if you're a new agent, you have to buy leads every week. There's no. I have
1: a lot of agents. that come in. They'll they're all in on buying their first batch of leads. They'll spend whatever on the first week. Well, they go out, they won't write as much, and they won't buy leads for a couple of weeks, so they try to milk those leads. So a new agent, mm-hmm. you got to consistently keep fresh leads because you can't, you, you can't work these leads until they're just dead. You just won't make money that way. So that's the first thing is, for me, I tell my agents, you've got to be ready to buy leads every week no matter what happens. And then also, on the in-home side, plug in the training. Like, there's people who do it better than me, and so I can help you, but... Sometimes you learn things from other people that are better than me that would teach you things better than I do it. And so I try to tell my new agents, make sure you're on training, plug in the podcast, plug in the YouTube videos, whatever it may be. And that in home, you if you're a new agent, you should call your upline or mentor, whoever it is, after every home, whether it's a sell or whether it's not. Because if it's not a sell, you surely should be calling to figure out why it was not. And then if you did get a if you didn't close one, then let's talk about it let's let's see what you did right let's 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 celebrate together, let's figure out you know how the competition went so in home, you should be calling every single home no matter what, and just talking through it and it's gonna make you better
0: yeah i mean this is this is key stuff, you know, and these are small nuances and small tips that are helping people with big premium. How do you think you scaled from eighteen to thirty one to forty five you think it was time? you think it was confidence? you think it was preparation? Walk us through that scale um, and probably what will probably be more families in August. Yeah,
1: all all of the above, all that went into it. And so time, obviously, this. I think people come into this and they try to do it 10 hours a week, you know, because you're, you're, you're your own boss and people act like they're their own boss. And so that, that, that shows in the time they commit to it. And so if you're, I mean, if you're a new age and you're putting in 10 hours a week, you're just, you're not going to do that. So for me, it was, I had to really look at what I was doing. And my mindset shifted where, like, I knew I was talented. I knew I could do this, but I was banking on that talent to help me be successful. Well, my mindset shifted where let's let's put the responsibility on the numbers. So what I mean by that is let's run 20, 30 appointments a week. Let's let that control how my success is, as opposed to relying on myself. So I just want to take pressure off myself and put them on the data. Like let's 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 trust the numbers. And so for me, that's what I did. I up my leads. I obviously, up my lead flow. I was spending, you know, for the first four or five months, I was spending about seven hundred dollars a week in leads, which is which is fine. But I doubled it, and so it wasn't necessarily scary for me because I trusted myself. But with that investment being doubled, my time being doubled. I mean, that's why you see 31, 45 families and then hopefully 50, 60, and, and so on and so on. But the numbers, I just trusted the numbers. I trusted everybody told me to do did it,
0: and it works. Now, it didn't work. It didn't start that way. I mean, we started this, this podcast with you saying that, you know, you finally basically get, gave in to what you thought this could be. What was holding you back and – what was the trigger that released this thing for you to kind of start seeing these results? So what was holding me back
1: was myself. I was trying to shortcut it. Again, I was trying to bank on my talent to do this. And, again, it was just my talent trying to cut my lead flow, cut my lead expenses, trying, just trying to really maximize my profit by spending as little as possible and just trying to close every single client I got in front of. And so – that was what was holding me back. Real that's the reality of it. It's just it was me. And people who fell at this, it's always gonna be them. I mean, I've had agents who, you know, look at leads as the reason being, I can't get this type of lead, I can't get this type of lead. The reality is no matter what type of lead you run, your failure or success, it's all in between your ears and in your chest. It's it's your heart and your mind. And so for me I was holding myself back. And I guess the trigger point was just I I, I stepped back and I looked at it. I looked at what I was doing. And I looked at what everybody else is doing, and I'm competitive. I'm I'm ultra competitive, right? <laughs> I just, I, that's, how, that's how I am. And you can ask you can ask Sean. And I, I went to the convention in, in last year, and I'm looking at Sean, who's a Hall of Fame this year or last year, whatever whatever it was. And I thought, well, why is he up there? I'm not. And so for me, I saw like, well, if he can do it, why can't I do it? And so there's a little bit of, a little bit was selfish and competitive is what triggered it. But at the same time, it's just I don't want to have this opportunity and blow it. There's just so much I can do here, so why would I not do it all the way? Why would I just kind of do it halfway? Let's just do this thing the right way and see what happens. And so it's just we're gonna see how far we can go with it.
0: I love it, man. Um, you're gonna go far with it. You, you're determined to do it, um, And You definitely have the natural talent and skill set. I didn't I didn't pick up that you're ultra competitive until you said that Sean's gonna guard you um so i had that figured out <laughs> yeah you know what I'm he saying? knows he couldn't no doubt but uh parting shot to a new agent you know what would you leave them with for them to kind of kind of take this thing to the next level
1: so if you're trying to get to the ne- if you're serious about this thing and you're trying to get to the next level you got to there's a couple things i uh, tell everybody invest invest in leads invest in yourself when i say invest in leads obviously leads as much as possible invest in yourself meaning plug into every single bit of training you can because if you don't train and develop yourself you're going to be at square one in this business and this is a very rapidly growing and changing industry and so you got to invest in yourself and and grow and learn and so you got to do that and then be unemotional about everything Um, agents who come in and they're just but you, you can ask Sean Barnes. I mean, you ask Sean. Sean came into this very emotional. He'll tell you that himself. He's told me that. And he just got kind of up and down. He rode he rode the waves of failures and successes. And so for this, you just got to stay even. You know, you don't get too high on good weeks. You don't get too low on bad weeks. And so if you plug in, use your mentor, use your use your uh, support system, train, invest in leads, and you just do the same thing week in and week out and you grind and you're active, just trust the numbers. It works out. So just don't be emotional about it. Invest in yourself, invest in leads, and use your support system
0: and see how far you can go with it. I love it, man. Richie, you're a beast. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to seeing what the back half of this year looks like for you. Are you, are you gunning for all the fame right now? Hunter,
1: I, I've been gunning for it since I saw Sean get his jacket. So yeah, I am. Um, I got to kind of, I gotta level up. I mean, it's it's not easy to do. Um, Where you at right now?
0: Year to date, where you
1: at? I gotta a a couple different things. I think I'm halfway there right now, a little over halfway there. Um, I gotta see how Mm -hmm. August pays out and see the last last week of July, but I'm not gonna be over half there. So I gotta get. I I have to. My goal is to hit 40 families at least every month the rest of the year, and obviously I'll
0: be fine if I do that. Yeah, you'll be fine. Um, You know. And you'll be, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing your red jacket, my brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
1: appreciate that.
0: Absolutely, man. Thank you for jumping on with us on our Jumpstart Podcast. We appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Keep, keep hammering. Let's make it a big week, record-setting weeks, record-setting months, all the time. Man. God bless.